Hello, everybody. I'm GC13. I'm Ken Davis. He's Ken Davis, and I am Dakota, and this is the Steven Universe Lunar Sea Spire Fan Podcast. So, elephant in the room. Uncle Grandpa crossover. Is anyone happy about that? I can't say I'm happy. I, I'm not upset. I am now. I'm only happy about it because I feel like the crew... I'm sure the crew knew this reaction was going to happen. I feel like the writers at Cartoon Network, they're pretty cool with one another, so I'm sure the Steven Universe crew is cool with the Uncle Grandpa crew, but I'm sure they knew that fans weren't going to be happy about this. You just have to expect it. But they rally behind it so much, you know, that I, I feel like it has to be good. I, I really don't think they're going to let us down. Just so people know what we're talking about, Cartoon Network made a bunch of announcements last week, one of which was that there's going to be a regular show movie, which is pretty exciting, but another one of which is that Steven Universe is going to be having a crossover with the show Uncle Grandpa, which is not a popular move. Fans, by and large, have not been happy with that. So my initial concern was that this was something that was being forced upon them by network execs who just wanted to try and boost the ratings of both shows and promote them both at the same time. But since it came out that this was Rebecca Sugar's idea, or at least she's behind it to some degree or another, I'm like you. I'm pretty confident this is going to turn out to be okay. I'm not that concerned about it, but I really do not like Uncle Grandpa. Yeah. I don't think Uncle Grandpa's that bad. I think it gets kind of a bum rap, although I I got to admit, I kind of do smile inside every week when its ratings are the lowest. <laughs> I mean, like when it just happens to be on in the living room, I'll, I'll watch it for a few minutes or so. I've never really, it's never really something I like to watch. I, I agree. It probably gets a worse rap than it deserves, but it's just not a good show, I don't think. I mean, you should have seen the fire and venom some people were spitting at it on the sub. My main problem with it is I just don't like the art. See, I will say this about Uncle Grandpa. They're doing things that no other show right now is doing, and so I have to respect them for that. I think that it ultimately turns out to be really bad things they're doing, but at least they're doing it. You know? I mean, look at it this way. At least, unlike Teen Titans Go!, which is like really mean-spirited humor, makes somebody the butt of all the jokes, at least Uncle Grandpa... Even Pizza Steve isn't usually getting what he deserves. It's uh, Usually everybody's able to laugh at whatever happens in that episode. It's a lot easier to watch for me. It is pretty good nature. Yeah, I'll give it that. Though I do, again, really like Teen Titans Go. So, I mean, if I had to choose between Uncle Grandpa and Teen Titans. Hey, hey, hey. See, I actually like Teen Titans Go. It, it's very stupid humor, I'll agree. And it definitely doesn't do any justice towards the original Teen Titans but I think it's pretty funny, and it's one of those shows that's easy to watch, you know? You don't have to think about it too much. It can just, it can be a dumb joke. Although I do, I like your criticism, GC. It is pretty mean humor sometimes. With the Uncle Grip, I think a lot of the furor has died down, but it, it is kind of surprising to see the crew willing to come to bat for the crossover when it's so surprising to everybody. So I guess we're just going to wait and see if it's as good as they think it is. I think the biggest thing, even if Uncle Grandpa wasn't a bad show, is that the tone of these two shows are just so Yeah, they're wildly you know? dissonant. I I just have no idea how they're gonna work it in. We will we will see. I'm I'm the canon hawk, so all basically all I'm trying to worry about how it fits into canon. The word I was getting reading the replies that Matt Burnett was giving out is that it'll actually be an episode of Steven Universe. I'm, I'm kinda hoping that's not true, but because if it is, it's obviously canon. You know what I just thought of? Uncle Grandpa, he lives in an RV, and Greg lives in a van, so, I mean, there's a few parallels there, I guess? Yeah, I was thinking of that just today. <laughs> yeah, uh, Greg lives in his van, and Uncle Grandpa lives in an RV. I mean, maybe we'll see just, like, Greg's dad or someone comes in, and he looks a lot like Uncle Grandpa. He has a pet lizard, and, I don't know, we see a slice of pizza, <laughs> pizza Steve on a pizza box or something like that. I pizza Steve's pizza delivery. We might throw something like that. That would actually be really funny. But then we'll never get to see Amethyst Eat Pizza Steve. 
<laughs> I loved that Santa. That was great. That was pretty funny. We talked about this before we actually started recording for the podcast. It was actually pointed out on the subreddit that there has already been like a shout out to Steven Universe in Uncle Grandpa. There was a kid who was dressed up like Steven, a really obese kid wearing glasses and in a mobility chair. Maybe not the most flattering shout out, right. but still a shout out all the same. Definitely not. It was kind of mean. So winter storm. Winter forecast. That is the episode of the week. Winter forecast. I'm saying winter storm right now. Here in East Texas, where I live, there is bad weather. It's nasty outside. I'll start off by saying that this is one of my favorite episodes of the entire series, easily, hands down. Man, you, you're just Mr. Controversy, aren't you? You didn't like this episode? I thought it wasn't good. Uh, it's not that I didn't like it. It's just that I wouldn't go, I wouldn't call it one of my favorite episodes. It was, I, I wasn't that big a fan of it until when Steven was staring at the cape on the back of his father's disco outfit, outfit and we realized that that all never happened. Then it's like, okay, now I'm invested in this episode. That's when, that's when I started to enjoy it. You know, when I watch it in repeats, I, I, I'm looking at it with that lens the whole time. It was adorable before that. It, eh. Connie was deliciously nerdy when she was talking about the animal byproducts. That was very funny. I did like that. It was also heartwarming every second. So I was able to catch the show twice between Thursday and now. I guess I just don't have too many opinions on it. This seemed like the kind of episode where there's a lot lurking just below the surface. I really liked the end of the episode where Steven and Greg were asleep in the living room and Connie came in and sat beside the couch and they just kind of watched the snowfall. I thought that was absolutely adorable. Oh, it was. It was so good. That was great. I just didn't get much out of the episode otherwise, you know? I thought it was interesting that Garnet is able to pass her powers on to Steven. I think that's actually the second instance we've seen of it in the show. I feel like the first instance was Steven putting his healing powers inside of the duct tape. But otherwise, I don't feel like I have much to say about this episode. It doesn't necessarily lend itself to, like, theories all that much, and it doesn't lend too much more to the lore than we already had, though it does tell us a little bit about the shooting star, I guess, or give us a little bit of extra info about that. But that doesn't matter to me. I'm not in this show for the lore. The lore is a nice little icing on the cake or whatever, but at the end of the day, what I like about this show is that it's a very comfortable show, it's a very relaxing show, it's a very heartwarming show, and this episode had all of that in spades. It was very sweet. I loved the the pictures in the back of Connie's house that had all those family pictures on it, and it had her parents in like the traditional Indian dress. I thought that was a really nice detail. I didn't notice that. Oh yeah, it's uh. Someone pointed it out on the subreddit. Yeah, I got close up shots of it and everything. I just thought it was funny that her father answers the door and he's in shirt and tie and wearing his jacket, exact same outfit he was going to the crab shack with when they were gonna gonna meet with Mister and Mrs. Universe. Yeah, I didn't notice that either. That's funny. Didn't she say her dad worked as, like, a private security yep. guard? Maybe he doesn't have that many uh, kinds of fancy clothes, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a good enough good enough outfit for an outdoor restaurant. But I just thought it was funny. He's wearing a jacket indoors and a tie in his own house. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I see. He's married to a doctor. He probably has a good number of fancy outfits. Yeah. <laughs> Some like Greg, who's only got the one turtleneck. I find that kind of interesting, actually, that their jobs are so different. And, I mean, the stereotype for Indian culture, you wouldn't expect that, you know? You would expect them to be at about the same class level, and they don't, which is really Well, I mean, cool, look I at Greg and Rose. Greg is a traveling musician, and Rose is an intergalactic warrior and a rebellion leader. I mean, how did they meet? You think there are parallels? 
Well, we know. We know that he threw a concert and Rose was the only person. No, they... <laughs> oh, yeah, it was Alexandrite he met on the roller coaster. Silly me. She was too tall to ride, remember? Yeah, yeah. Then I guess um, they went to the apple farm and had some apple cider instead or something. And then invited Rose to the concert, and then that's where Stephen came from. Clearly. All makes sense. And that's why all the gems hate him. Rose stole their man. Stephen, every time you feel jealous, that's me. I'm jealous <laughs> for you. Yeah, that's me. Hating your friends and hating them for you. Solid joke. <laughs> Is it a killing joke, though? What did you guys think of the episode? I don't feel like I have too much more to say, but I want to hear y'all's opinion. Once the Groundhog Day twist was revealed, I was into it. Once I, And then when I'm watching the replays of the episode, I'm watching the whole thing with that in mind, and it's, it's fine watching it a second time. It was just kind of boring for me the first time. Once they left the house and before the first vision was revealed to be just a vision, that was kind of a dead zone for me on the first viewing. I don't know. I don't mean to like repeat myself so many times, but this was one of my favorite episodes. It was so nice. It was so comfortable. It was so adorable. When Connie says, Itadakimasu, my heart melted actually at the pause <laughs> episode. I couldn't take it. <laughs> Had to take a breather. It's just too much cuteness. Uh, so yeah, like I could not like this episode anymore. And I know a lot of people would probably be upset that I didn't like On the Run, but this is my favorite. But you know what? Opinions. There are two kinds of opinions. My opinion and the wrong opinion. My opinion is fact. I will say I couldn't find who was responsible for directing this episode or who did the boards, but I know that... Lamar Abrams and Helen Joe. Who? I think it was Lamar Abrams and Helen Joe. Okay, it wasn't on the wiki. Also, this episode got 2.05 million views in terms of ratings, so that was a lot up from last week when every like program was doing really poorly. So back up to slightly above average. But it was still fifth place instead of second place this week. Oh, well, that's weird. Eh, you know, it, it comes and it goes. Yeah. But still, it's within 10% of the top, usually. And that, that's how it was today. And they're all, the pack is fairly even. Mm. Steven, Steven Universe just had a good few weeks. Kind of kind of threw me up the wall, though, with the display of Garnet's future vision. Because I, I had decided that it was very probable, very probabilistic, very crunching the numbers. You know, this is what I know about the current state of the world. Therefore, most likely, this is what's going to happen. And then the, here it comes, and it just shows future vision as, you know, standard psychic precognition. It's It seems to make no sense initially. Yeah, it's going to actually be hard moving forward to have her continue to have this power and yet have the events of the show make sense when she's able to get such clear vivid visions of what's going on in the future it seems as if she's just too op like i said that, that's that's why i'm going on with my with my view that that is how it works otherwise how otherwise she should have been able to foresee peridot unless her senses don't extend to the home world then she can have no idea what the home world's I feel doing like i feel like she didn't extend her power to steven proper i think she extended the vision that she had already had steven i mean i know she said that she temporarily passed her ability on to him but i think it was more like of a guided passage of her ability like she foresaw those events and she wanted steven to see them so he would make the right decision and that would mean that Garnet is able to see what the Mahesh Warren household looks like hours away by drive. So she has a very broad range of senses. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't think that's out of the ordinary. I don't know. It just seems like she's going to be way too powerful if that's how her power works. And it's going to make keeping things consistent for the rest of the show very difficult. Because for almost any situation that anyone gets into, you can always ask the question, why didn't Garnet avoid this? And the answer is probably that she avoided 20,000 things that were a lot worse, but... 
See that that's why as far as I'm concerned, you pretty much have to have to understand her future vision as being inherently probabilistic probabilistic and limited to what she knows about. She didn't know where the light cannon was, therefore she couldn't, you know, help tell Steven where it is, you know? Yeah. I don't think she's always using her future vision though. That I mean, would be kind of maddening. We first see an instance of her future vision in um I can't remember the name of the episode, but it was where she was playing that game Meet Key Meet Beat Mania. And I think she was using her future vision to predict the direction that the arrows were gonna go in. But after Steven breaks the game and breaks the hold the game has on her, she closes that third eye. I think in order for her to actually use her future vision, she has to open the third eye. That's an interesting idea. Hmm. I like that. That's probably what the utility of her visor is, so that we don't necessarily know when she is is not using her future vision. I think that is a very good theory. Otherwise, why wouldn't she have kept Pearl from ever even giving Steven the mirror, right? I think yeah. that, I think that Takuza's argument about uh, Garnet's future vision breaking the show, I think if we follow that, that line of thought too deeply, it just becomes infinitely regressive. And so that's why I think that we cannot say that she's always using future vision. It's a power that she has to actively invoke. Well, we know that she has some limitation to it, and it, it could be either one of those things, or maybe both of them put together. But we, we know for a fact that her future vision is not that powerful, otherwise earlier episodes would not have gone as they did. And I mean, this, epi- this episode shows that it's hard for, at the very least, Steven to absorb all of that. I mean, his gem is just a power source for him. It's not his brain. He's not literally a computer like they are. So it must be tough for him. Yeah, those are good points. You've convinced me. Awesome. I I don't think we have to worry too much about OP Garnet. You know, we're not going to have to take the nerf hammer to her. We're not going to have to swing a nerf bat at her. I think she'll be fine. Garnet was properly play tested and everything's everything's been good. <laughs> Garnet is too OP. Yeah, buff buff amethyst. Buff amethyst. Jeez. You know how they nerf her though, don't you? Defuse. Yes. Oh, I would love to see that so much. So, are we left to assume that the shooting star has actually been launched I like, think successfully? So. I guess so. I mean, I suppose so. Yeah, it's not super clear, but... If any lore was established in the episode, it was that. Yeah, I, I, I think we're not going to hear anything about the galaxy warp until episode 51, where it's going to be revealed that it was destroyed, and oh look, here's what a gem starship looks like, because it's landing here. Where'd they leave hmm. that light cannon? <laughs> you think gems use starships? Well, they can't, they, they can't warp everywhere. I mean, Lapis was able to fly. Hmm. That would be very interesting to see. I'm still expecting a starship, but that would be cool if they were just, just fly as individuals. You'd think that they would need something a little faster than that, though. I mean, Pearl was able to whip something up that goes like a fifth the speed of light, just in one day. See, that's exactly why I don't think they're going to use a spaceship, though. That's exactly why, because Pearl really adamantly voices that she had never even thought of using a spaceship. She had never thought of building one. But she knew all about how to design one. Well, she had to look it up, didn't she? Well, she had to look up how to fix Greg's car. I don't think she looked up anything for designing that starship. Uh, maybe not. There was that book on uh, thermonuclear dynamics that uh, Greg was reading, or something like that. Greg was She had to book. do a lot of iterating on the engine, and you know, probably would have had to scrap the prototype and come up with something a bit more sturdy, you know, had it, she not decided that she was done trying to fly into space, but she did pretty good for one day. I think she did do a good job. I don't know. I'm just not convinced that I don't see the gems as the 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 Stargate or uh, Star Trek spaceship kind of people. You know, I see them more as just like magical inner space rock ladies who fly off water <laughs> wings. And they've come to Earth to destroy it. Yeah, I don't really have a view on that. I guess a spaceship is possible. I don't know. Well, I'm still crossing my fingers and hoping for a starship, but we'll see what we get. 
You know they were meant to fly, right? <laughs> uh, Light would agree. Starships are meant to fly. Who sings that song? That's Nicki Minaj, Sukalite's voice actress. Oh, okay. Exactly. Uh, good joke. Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I thought it was pretty clever. I do hope we get more Sukalite in the future. Then she can drop an album. Oh, that would be great. That would be so great if Sugar made Nicki Minaj's next album cover. Miss Sugar made a pretty awesome album cover for Estelle. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Right? I was saying that it looks really good when it's just the line art that she posted online, but when you see the way they embossed it on the album cover, it looks amazing. I've never heard any of her music. I'll have to. Yeah, you should check out Conqueror, but just imagine that she's singing it as Garnet. It works so well. I gotcha. (laughs) Every Garnet fan listening to this podcast is simultaneously directing their hate at you right now, Takuza. All of them. At me? For not hearing any of her music? Yes. Okay. I mean, if it makes you guys feel better, I really like Garnet as a character. It seems like that would be the only thing that matters. But you know what? Hatred's irrational, so that's fine. Well, you know, that, that might be enough to keep you alive. I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Thank you. Glad I have GC on my side. He's my defense attorney. Yep. Garnet was especially adorable in this episode. I love any time she's acting uh, motherly to Steven. Yeah, I'm still Garnet's universe was so adorbs. Yeah, it was another really good episode. I'd really like to sit down and try and figure out all of the symbolisms and parallels we might be able to draw from Garnet's universe. But I feel like I feel like that episode, it can't just be filler, you know? I mean, it might only be to crystallize the relationship between Garnet and Steven, and they put a lot of stuff in there just to troll us or make us think that there's symbolism that wasn't there, but I feel like it has to be more than just than that, you know? Okay, you guys, you guys want to have something dropped really hard on you? What's that? Mm. Okay, remember, remember the def- the screenshot of the defusion of alexandrite from fusion cuisine and how you know you can mm-hmm. see see their silhouettes yeah. and how you have pearl mm-hmm. and amethyst and then you have two vaguely humanoid silhouettes for garnet yeah well you can see that her square gem the one that's normally in her left hand and is red has a kind of a stocky kind of build almost like amethyst or like hopper the character from garnet's universe the very next episode who wears a pink cape and then the the uh, triangle gem is in the that's normally blue when it when not in fusion garnet or at least allegedly fusion garnet is in a more lithe athletic build that kind of looks like hoppy who wears a blue outfit in garnet's universe come on come on (laughs) i am not convinced that that's actually something worth noting but i am amazed that you were able to notice it in either case i can't unsee it now i mean i i'm going to have to look through that i mean i used to to discount that screenshot as being largely irrelevant because i think that the garnet fusion theory is thoroughly well supported but then i for whatever reason i was looking at i'm like hey wait a minute those body shapes look kind of familiar and now i can't unsee it i'm cursed now Mm. i'm gonna have to compare those that sounds really interesting so I was just going to mention how I remember that we were talking about the identity of the diamond on the money from Keep Beach City Weird. You know, he's like, I know what the diamond means. And I said that it looks like the gem from the lighthouse. And you said that it looked like the gem from the Pyramid Temple in Series Steven. But it looks nothing yep. like the gem from the... Because the, the gem from the Pyramid Temple is just a square pyramid, uh, you know, a pyramid with a square base. I think it was a square base. Anyway, it's not the many-faceted diamond that is on the money or the from the lighthouse. I didn't realize they had the top of the diamond on the dollar. I thought they just had the side of it with the uh, pointy bit. You can, only, you can only see the side view, but the side view is pretty much all we got of the gem from Sirius Steven also, so you can see that they're dissimilar. No, I think you're right. I'm looking at the uh, dollar bill entry on the Steven Universe wiki. 
And I guess you're right. That just that cannot be the uh, serious Steven Diamond or gem. I still think that the gem they got in serious Steven is Diamond. However, if Diamond is on Earth and Diamond isn't the leader of the homeworld or whatever, that's that serious Steven Temple is an enigma though. Just what was it? What was it doing there? Will we ever get any answers? Find out next week on Steven Universe. Z. I think, like I say, I think the Garnet Fusion Theory evidence is pretty strong, but it would just be so awesome to see it and just know, yes, we called that ever since Giant Woman aired. Also, it would be awesome to have two new characters. But then Garnet goes away. Look at it this way. We lose Garnet, but we gain the two gems that make her up. I'm thinking we could have a situation where it's kind of like Steven. Steven is an entity unto himself, and he has his mother's gem embedded in him. Uh, hmm. That could be true. No, she said that she would be part of him. Part of her personality is his. But how do we know that's not the exact same situation with Garnet, you know? That it's, well, I guess that is fusion. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, they are very complicated. Because they're one person, but they're two people at the same time. And I, I think that over time, they kind of get used to being one person and they stop thinking of themselves as separate. They are not one person, and they are not two people. They are an experience. We'll just have to make sure they're a good one, because we know Garnet is. Too many references for me. Oh, what? Come on, it's Alone Together. You gotta remember Alone Together. This all happened... Not this month, but recently. This all happened recently! (laughs) The level of meta in this podcast is too much. Meta OP, please nerf. (laughs) So do we have any other nerdy things to say? I mean, we've said all of the nerdy things already, haven't we? I'm out. Okay. Well, I guess I was GC13. I am Dakota. I was Ken Davis. And we will see you next week when we will be discussing maximum capacity. See you till then. Thanks for listening. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit lunarcspire.com. Thank you for listening. turn into a giant woman hey 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 don't hate don't hate